You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. This is the Joseph Noe Podcast. <laughs> Could you believe it? This is the mandatory Samson Podcast coming to you live from Stand Up New York Labs in New York City. Hi, my name is Chris Flannery. I am joined, as always, by my good friend on my right, Joseph Noe. Hi, I, I just want to say you don't know how hard it is for me not to laugh up, laugh at that amazing intro you just did. Oh, thank you very much. Also, sitting across from me, my, my other great friend, Andrew Genalozzi. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to the program, everybody. Joey, you really like that, huh? Yes, I do. I like hearing my name. <laughs> Damn it, I couldn't find the sound <laughs> clip quick enough. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was practicing all day, and I fucking <laughs> you still I, can't I, get I it right. missed it like an idiot. Here, we'll just play. We'll just play one of these. You have such a captivating, sexy ass. All right, that's <laughs> great. Uh, listen, guys, we have a bunch of stuff to get to today. I'm not sure if we're going to get to all of it, but we're going to certainly try to get to most of it. Um, we have a very interesting suggestion coming out of France. Oh, nice. Which is a little tease. I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Supreme Court rulings that came down. Uh, some of the response from the right has just been hilarious and mm-hmm. really uh, worth paying attention to. It's, it's great. Uh, we're also going to talk 2016 presidential update because I know that Joey is really excited about a certain candidate getting into the race. Mr. Chris Christie, governor sex. of New Jersey. Yeah, sex, exactly. Uh, yeah. Also, a Baltimore cop, this is interesting, about a week ago, uh, he came out and he tweeted, he also did a radio interview, but he tweeted a bunch of the effed up stuff he saw while he was on the force. He's retired now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's worth getting into. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, some statistics and things that I have. Also, at the end, some odds and ends, if we have time to get to them, Bill Cosby, some science stuff, and something that I think spells the end of uh, civilization. So we'll see if we get to that. Why can't Bill just stay in the shadows? It's like, well, it has not, it's just- Bill's lawyer. Oh, it's the lawyer now. Yes. Okay. Uh, so we'll see if we end up getting to that. We also have a couple of emails that I wanted to get to at the start of the show, which I think are worth listening to. Uh, okay. One guy wrote in, it's more geared towards Andy. It has to do with guns. Ooh. I'm excited. You're thrilled. I love yeah. these. Andy's wearing like these great horn rim glasses. <laughs> with no them. lenses in them. <laughs> with and, no. <laughs> uh, and I wish uh, we would have recorded uh, when Chris was sizing up my camera angle. Uh, I gave him a, a nice... Uh, NBA post-game press conference uh, style riff because yes. that's where you see these the most. That's true. And it was very funny. Yeah, it's too bad we weren't recording that. We also have an email from a gentleman who named Thomas who was upset a little bit about our Confederate flag debate last week, and he Uh-oh. wrote in. Uh, so we're going to read his email as well at the top of the show here. I also have some comments from people later that we're okay. going to get into. I think it's going to be a really good show. How about clips? We got clips? Yeah, oh, We got clips, son. Yeah, I have I some love clips, clips that go along maybe with answering this email. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right. So here we go. So why don't we start off with this first email? And, uh, you know, we'll just go from there. So this is an email from our friend Joey. Not this Joey. Okay. But a different Joey. And he says, I've been listening to your podcast for a little under a year now, and it's good shit. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, I crossed over from the TFM podcast, so you can throw me in with that demographic. Very nice. Anyway, Andrew has expressed his interest in firearms a few times. In this last episode, you talked about wanting to have a segment about guns, possibly. And I just wanted to point out that I get beyond pissed 
every time someone posts something uh, or says something about Obama taking away our guns because it's total horseshit. I live in Missouri, and I don't know if Andrew is familiar with the Midway USA, <laughs> which is what he was, he was. Andy guessed when I was telling him before the show that we were going to read this email. He guessed that that's my, maybe what we were talking about. So. Uh, Midway yeah. USA or Pistols Plus at a Lake of the Ozarks where I uh, purchased my first AR-15. There you go. He says, uh, I don't know if Andy's familiar with Midway USA, but it's pretty much a huge weapons and hunting warehouse. I was able to buy a kit for an AR-15 online uh-huh. and have it delivered to my house. The only thing you need to actually buy in person and get a background check for is the lower receiver because that's what the government considers the firearm, yes. and that has a serial number on it. Uh-huh. Buying guns in the U.S. is still startlingly easy. Not that I'm complaining because I'm a big gun nut myself. I see at no point in the near future are guns getting taken away. I've also attached a picture of the completed gun I built just for shits and giggles. <laughs> Keep up the good work, man. Sap regards Joey. <laughs> Joey, thank you for writing in. We really appreciate it. Uh, Andy's excited to talk about this. And guys, if you want, if you go to dailymotion.com and just type in the words labs live in the search bar, you can watch the show live. Uh, you can also go to stand up. Dailymotion.com slash stand up New York Labs, and you can watch the full episode so you can see the gun. We have a, a computer, uh, you know, a TV setup mm-hmm. here so you can see yep. what we're looking at. Uh, Andy, thoughts on this? We'll pull up the picture. Yeah, Let's I'm going to pull up the, the picture right now. I'll say this I'm not a, I'm not a gun guy at all. Uh, that This gun looks like um, it's Chris Kyle's like wet dream. This thing is like the real deal. Uh, it, not Chris <laughs> Kyle's wet dream, definitely not. Um, it's not a larger or large enough caliber. But, it's not um, a sniper either. It, no, but it actually, believe it or not, the AR-15 is one of the highest-selling rifles for hunting, huh. which oh, really? you would not suspect. Well, that's see, that's unsporting. It. I feel like right, you can just like empty a. No, 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 no. That's not the point because you don't ever empty. You want one bullet in any animal you kill, and you want it in a certain spot. For example, in a deer, you want it basically behind his front, uh, his front leg. Right. You want it right there. Because so you, you don't eat that? Well, that's where his heart is. That's where his oh, heart is. Oh, okay. You don't, especially if it's a buck, you don't want to hit him in the head, obviously, yeah. if you want that for a trophy. The cleanest shot is right behind his uh, his front hindquarter, basically. Right. And um, and I was surprised to hear that that, that, that is uh, a best-selling hunting rifle because yeah. uh, I've always used, you know, like a 7 mag or something like that for deer. But um, but dude, congrats to this kid because <laughs> I I've never built a gun. Right. Um, I've when I've gone back to this, my parents had no idea. But when I was eighteen, I had an AR fifteen and an AK forty seven, and I had taken them apart to clean them and stuff like that. And I remember the first time my mom listened to this and heard about that, yeah. she was <laughs> horrified. David, but uh, but yeah, like good for you, dude, and uh, and. I think he mentioned, or you mentioned, the whole thing about Obama and the taking the guns away. Yeah, thing. well, that's what he's saying. I was going to say, to his point, he was bringing that up, where it's like, look at the gun I was able to buy. That's nonsense that yeah. they're taking the guns away. Well, nobody, and Obama has said this himself, nobody is going to come to your house and take away the guns that you already own. Right. They're talking about tightening restrictions on the availability of guns, which, as a... A gun enthusiast, I I suppose I would call myself because I am. Um, after all these mass shootings, especially with Dylan Roof and all that, um, 
I'm not totally against uh, more thorough background checks, but even background checks, yeah, they, they can't always happen. tell you, you know, if this person's gonna snap or if, or if this person's off. Right. Andy, question for you. So that gun there would only have one serial number on it, and that would be the bar thing he was talking about that the government finds uh, is the actual firearm? Yes. So the, there's only one serial number on that? Yes. Huh. And that would be... And he's getting up for people that aren't watching. Receiver right here. It's like right in front of the trigger, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. And um, it's... I just want to say it's a beautifully built AR-15. Um, oh, it's I, an impressive-looking gun. I mean, oh, again, it's, it's not something that I'm into, but it looks. Uh, yeah, I mean, that looks like something that you could really do some damage with. I had. Uh, one, I don't know if he should have it. I have one similar <laughs> to it. Uh, I didn't have a scope on mine. I just uh-huh. had the uh, the lineup sight. But um, but yeah, I. Good for this kid, and uh, I would. I'm interested to know what part of Missouri he's from. Just, just for like kicks, because yeah. So I'm Joey, if you're listening, uh, um, Ch- oh Chesterfield cigarettes. Yeah, Chester- uh, oh, nice. Yeah. So Joey, if you're listening, uh, thank you for writing in, and yeah, let let Andy know. You can comment on the SoundCloud, like uh, tell yeah, us where you're from. And uh, and I bought uh, both the mine uh, at Pistols Plus at uh, Lake of the Ozarks. I'm sure he's familiar with that. Right. It's a great place. But um, but yeah, good for you, man. And um, and you know. Keep keep being an enthusiast, because again, nobody's gonna come and take what you already have. No, you know what I mean. And no. and he, this kid is clearly not using this for anything other than I imagine he doesn't hunt with it. I imagine this is his range gun, which a lot of in. Uh, I don't know. I guess there's a lot of debate against that, of against hunting rifles and range rifles, but most gun enthusiasts just want to be able to go to the range. Yeah, they, yeah. There's that... It's not all about being out to kill something. No, and that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. Like, from my perspective, hunting is totally fine as long as you're doing it in the correct way. You know, you're not you know going out there and being unsporting but i think it's fine if you're going to kill something you're going to eat the meat that that's its own thing and i don't think it's a problem to be armed to defend your house i start to w- worry about you know i mean that's a pretty big gun to me for somebody to just have like they can just get it re- pretty readily i worry about people bringing it out you want to con- you want to carry it you want to have it showing but that's not a no not that one but i'm just saying weapon. but that's where i start to to go like Clearly, we need some regulation on this. This guy wants to have that thing in his house or take it to the range, like you said, or it's a hunting thing exclusively. It's not bad. I don't have a problem with that, especially when the hunting is done. You're going to eat that meat. You're going to well, and uh, and the biggest thing is, um, I have a real issue with uh, poaching, a a very big issue with it. Um, If you're if you're going out to get deer, which is the most popular uh, hunting in Missouri, right? And uh, they actually encourage it. Because deer are wildly overpopulated in Missouri, hmm. and it right. is actually they feel it is more humane for somebody to hunt and put a, because it's a quick death. I mean, some deer, you know, you have to follow a blood trail because they run for a little bit after you yeah, hit yeah, them, yeah. depending on the shot. But uh, if not, they're gonna they're gonna starve to death or and or freeze to death during the winter because yeah. they don't have enough food. Oh yeah, no, so, there's legitimate reasons to be out hunting. And for as sure. long as you and I've always believed in if you're gonna kill something, you're gonna use everything. Yes, and you're I, gonna and and a lot of people don't like 
stringing up a deer and cutting it and pulling the guts out, but that's what you have yeah, to do. Yeah, then you shouldn't be doing if it. If right. you want to be a hunter, you have to get past that, and you have to be able to do that. Yeah, I agree. And venison, one of the most tastiest meats you could ever eat. Sure. I promise you. I had it once, put some extra salt on it, it was great. Oh, done my drop-in, Joey. There you yes. go. Uh, uh, all right, well, so do we want to just like wrap up with that? Because this next email is kind of long. I want to get to it before we uh, get to the other topics. Sure. Two biggest things. Uh, deer jerky, one of the best things ever. And uh, last time uh, I prepared venison was when I was in college up in Maine. We went out and got a deer. And I took one of the hindquarters and uh, chopped it up, put it in the crock pot with barbecue sauce, oh, sure. and essentially made like pulled pork out of it. Nice. And it was delicious. I made it for the Super Bowl. It was a grand slam. Everybody loved it. Yeah, that sounds terrific. Yeah, fucking mm, little crock pot. Yeah, just let that thing go for a few hours. That's I nice. let it go for like eight hours. Yeah, oh, yeah. And That's it was terrific. You pull it apart, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's like Chipotle quality stuff. <laughs> yeah, and uh, moose meat, too. Right. Um, all right, so thank you, Joey, for writing in. Andy appreciates that uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, I think it's good that you put that out there. Right, it's like the, the guns are not being taken away. It's a silly idea. And guess what? If the government wants to come and take your guns away, they're going to get them because they have a fucking trillion-dollar military budget. So stop being silly. Well, go ahead. No, just the, the big argument is, and I think the big fear is, and the, the stigma out there is, come and take my guns. And then, which implies there's going to be a firefight oh, uh, if, mm, if the yes. government comes to your house and tries to take your guns. Right. Which, um, with off-minded people, could be a real possibility. Oh, no doubt about it, yeah. But again, I don't think the government is out to do that. I don't think the government has a problem with their citizens being armed. They do. If they did, they would like probably prohibit the NRA from well, lobbying. It would them be like Australia yeah. where they take, yeah. where they took guns away completely. Or, uh, I, I believe England doesn't have uh, guns either. Right. The cops don't, I don't think. No, the cops don't, but I, I, I no, know they, Australia for a fact yes. does not have guns. And yeah, um, after mass shootings, they, after a mass shooting, they banned them. But, right. um, but yeah, they're not going to come take them away. They're just going to limit your ability to buy them. So if you're a gun enthusiast, go out there and spend a little bread right now and uh, get what you want, and uh, and that's it. There you go. All right. Moving on to this next topic, uh, this is an email we got from our friend Thomas. He was a little bit upset about the Confederate flag debate. It's a little bit of a longer email, but I think it's worth just wrapping up kind of this conversation because, you know, I think the debate is kind of moved to the phase of like, yeah, we're going to take the Confederate mm-hmm. flag down. So let's just... Wrap it up with this email, and then we'll move on to uh, some of the other topics that I've prepared because I think it's going to be a really good show. Dear Man Sam, upon listening to your most recent episode where you spoke about the Confederate flag, I was outraged. Being born and raised in South Louisiana, I've been exposed to racism. I've been exposed to prejudice. And most importantly, I've been exposed to the history, heritage, and customs associated with the South. I want to make it clear that the Confederate flag does not represent slavery. The Confederate flag represents white supremacy and it represents keeping people from having their civil rights that's truly what it represents well let's keep going and then we can talk about it the people in the north and more urban areas associate the flag with the south's hatred for african americans gays jewish and anything that is not normal to southerners to me the flag means history the flag stands for the state's rights to use the american constitution to stand up for what they believe in yeah 
which is they believed in using slave labor to be their main economic source. That's literally. But what that's this, not fair. That what's was not ba- fair. That was back in the day when before slavery was outlawed. Well, but that's what the whole Civil War was about, and that's the Confederacy split off so they could keep their slaves. That was sure, their main economic sure. engine. Sure, but nowadays that's not what the Confederate. That's not the reason most people f- fly Confederate flags. It's for their. It's for their basically their love of the South and them being right, proud well, guess, of where okay, they're from. Okay, fly the American flag. You live in America, so let me let me keep going. The but look, if you want to fly it, that's fine. I get that. But this kid's trying to say that it, that's not what it represents. It is though, because that's where it, it started. You you can fly the the swastika flag over your house and be like, you know, it just means like, uh, you know, I, I like order. But that's not that's not what it means. No, that's, you can apply that's your own meaning to anything. Completely different. Things. They're not. They're not. To me, the no. flag means history. The flag stands for the state's rights to use the American Constitution to stand up for what. Uh, they believe in the historical figures associated with the flag and the confederacy were among some of the greatest americans and greatest generals to live in this nation again like yeah they were americans but then they decided to leave the united states so they're not then anymore they're just a different uh secessionist force okay uh the reason the south holds on to this flag so wholeheartedly is because it stands for what we want to see in america we want to see the states have their rights and we want to see individuals have all their rights okay uh, the stereotype of the South being old-fashioned is 100% true. This is because of how bad modern urban society has become. The southern rural areas have low crime rates, hardworking individuals, respectful citizens, and a strong economy. That being said, not every person in the South that chooses to live outside of large cities is wealthy. However, we choose to work hard to find jobs uh, and work hard once we get these jobs instead of relying on welfare to help us pay our bills. It's not true. The South receives a ton of federal money receives welfare and it's basically proportionate to the amount of money that you would be getting in northern states except for the fact that northern states are more progressive and they're more willing to hand out some money i agree that's a shot he shouldn't have taken right i mean it's just it's crazy to say that plus if you took out just a handful of things like wall if you took walmart out of the south if you mm-hmm. took uh oil or, or or things like that that's a lot of the jobs yeah a lot of the jobs go away and that's all subsidized farming is subsidized by the government so a lot of the okay so the, let's not pretend that people in the south are just go-getters and they don't rely on the government at all and that the people in the north and urban areas are like lazy and welfare queens it's not just not true and i i that's that's the thing where kind of uh, i see what he's saying but i disagree with him because i think he's looking at it from a really limited perspective he's saying that everything that goes on in the south is like good and positive it's and it's dory right I mean, and that yeah. the north is the problem and that's the thing that's the mindset that sparked the whole fucking civil war to begin with yeah that's, that's what the flag represents like, that's well i think that's two separate things though well we're talking that's this kid's mindset over in your associating that with the confederate flag yeah but the confederate flag was used as the symbol of the confederacy at first, right and then when civil rights started the whole civil rights argument the dixiecrats reappropriated the battle flag which is what this current iteration is to to be a symbol of white supremacy that's truly what it was about right but then that ended shortly after that and they and it moved on to white supremacists white supremacists don't use the confederate flag they use, sure they do. They use sure no, they do. They don't they absolutely. Use, they they do. use Nazi flags. They use those uh, whatever uh, flags the the apartheid flags that Dylan yeah, Roof yeah, yeah. had because the Confederate flag is too obvious. It's it's too obvious of a thing, and um, I, I don't want to get totally into it. I want you to finish yeah, this yeah, email, yeah. and then we'll 
we'll keep going. All right. The fact that a person coming from a low-income household in the South can improve their life through hard work, determination, and a dream without government help is truly amazing, truly American, and something really rarely accomplished in large cities. See, like, that's a skewed perspective. Like, you're being... Absolutely. God forgive me, you're being silly, sir. That's not... uh, That's like... To just say that everybody in the South is just hardworking, truly amazing Americans that don't rely on any help from anyone is is nonsense. That's just a nonsense point of view. Go on Netflix and watch The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Oh, yeah. Yes. Great documentary, by the way. But right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you, can, you can determine what's going on based on that. Yeah. This is what the flag stands for, and that is what America should stand for. However, when you look into inner cities and urban areas, which to me sounds like code for black people, uh, you mm. find the unemployment, drug usage, and government aid to be much higher. These are also the areas that most commonly complain about racism. I don't see the Confederate flag being flown by any of the white cops that shoot African Americans. People associate the flag with what they think it stands for. Chris, what was I wrong about with welfare? I, uh, oh, that it's that it's oftentimes not drug usage. Like a lot of these people get drug tested, and it's not. Uh, it's a very small percentage of people, right? Yes. Right. Again, and the other th- see, like the the point that he's making there about oh, uh, Af- urban areas, African Americans, mm-hmm. this and that. Well, why would some of these communities be in the shape they're in? It really, truly stems back from civil war from slavery mm-hmm. from people just being discriminated discriminated against for generations they they didn't have the ability to own land any land they owned was taken away from them they were given predatory law it's like just a, a long history of discrimination systemic racism mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that that's everybody in the south feels that way or that's totally what the flag means to everyone but if you're a black person in america and you look at the flag you're not thinking, oh, it's just Southern heritage. Yeah, the Southern heritage of slave owning. Like, th- that's the thing. You cannot, as much as we want to say, yes, it's a Southern pride thing. What are you prideful about? What does it mm-hmm. actually represent? You can't ever separate those things. And again, if you want to fly that flag, go for it. You know it, what? The argument is it shouldn't be at in federal buildings. It's ridiculous. You lost. You lost the war. It's over. You know what? I will give you that. That's a very fair point to make. Thank you. Um... I understand the, um, and again, I lived in Missouri for over 10 years. Um, there was a lot of uh, Confederate flags flying from, a lot of kids drove trucks at my high school. A lot of them flew Confederate flags. And that was, um, and that wasn't for uh, Southern Pride. Right. We didn't live in the South. We lived in the Midwest. Right. Mm-hmm. They were doing it for the wrong reason. And I, and I will 100% admit that. Right. But- um, I do. I I can subscribe a little bit to the fact that. Um, and and again, earlier we talked about uh, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, yeah. They would uh, they would often at their concerts uh, have the Confederate flag in the background. This is interesting. I didn't know this. As they became a uh, after they did the Who tour, it's sad how short their career was because of the plane crash. But uh, but after they did the Who world tour. They became very, very popular, and they were becoming a world-famous band. Right. And they uh, were not only considering, were basically going to drop the Confederate flag as their backdrop because they didn't want people to get the wrong idea. Yeah. They had that up there because they were proud of being from the South. They were not racist at all. In fact, they worked... They recorded at Muscle Shoals, which, right, which I've talked, talked about, about yeah. before, which was where 
almost exclusively black artists recorded. There were no color lines in that studio at all. And they st- and they started to see from their fan base that people were getting the wrong idea. Yeah, and so right. That's that's great that you're bringing that up because I love I love that. That's the point. Like right, they saw, yeah. like oh, this is be. We have a view of it. These people have the wrong view. These of These people aren't wrong. getting it. And right. and uh, they found in the south that people would get it, but um, but at their one of their final shows at the Oakland Coliseum where they sold it out, they have the big Confederate flag in the background. Right. And uh, and people were getting the wrong idea about the band. That they were this racist band, and they were just like, "No, we're proud of being from Fort Lauderdale." Right. Like that. Right. That's it. And um, so they were uh, they were essentially right before the plane crash. They were going to drop the Confederate flag altogether. Wow, and, that's amazing. And leave that behind because but- they didn't want to be associated. They weren't racist. They were just proud of being a Southern band. Right, right, right. And then, again, I, I, that's great. I love that you brought that up because that's a, that fits perfectly into this argument. I also, by the way, have a sound clip of Jeff Sessions, who's a Republican from Alabama, which I have a little clip of him that we can play to just kind of wrap this up. But it's great that you bring that up because, again, it's the, the, the perception of I'm, I'm a white dude from the South. This just represents my home. I'm really proud of it. For black people... It's a totally different thing, and you can't, you cannot deny th- the roots of that flag. Th- that's it. Let's just continue with this email. Let's get through it. Can I, I want to give this? Can yeah, I go, just say go, go, go. one more little thing? Yep. Um, in in just to prove, not to prove that there was no racism in Leonard Skinner, uh, when they were doing their studio sessions, half of their backing band were black people. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. I like their backup singers on uh, on Sweet Home Alabama and on on Freebird and all those songs and even uh, the, uh, a couple bass players, a couple yeah. drummers that they did different studio sessions with were all black. They were all like Wilson Pickett and Ronnie Van Zant were like really good friends. Yeah, like, well, where does Southern no... Rock come from? It it originates in blues. Uh, Southern, you know. yeah. where does Southern Rock come from? Yeah, it comes from Dwayne Allman and Wilson Pickett in that one studio session of Hey Jude. Right, right, right. That's right. where that comes from. Yeah, he was playing such impressive guitar during that vamp. That's that's where Southern Rock was born. And Wilson Pickett admitted it. Everybody in that studio admitted it. There were no color lines. It wasn't about who was from where. It was just about the fucking music. There you go. Uh, let's continue with Thomas's uh, email. Let's get on with it. Because, again, you know, we don't have to, like, litigate this to death, but I want to give him his due. We're talking about it, and then we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Where I live, I see the Confederate flag on a daily basis. I do not see hate behind the flag. Good. But some black people might. Yeah. Uh, and neither does the see this, see this is the thing where he goes and neither does the African American community. This is because down south where racism was created. See, but it's you can't, uh, let no. me just get, okay. we know what is right and what is wrong. That is why we are able to put the racial tension in the past. <laughs> the racial tension is gone in the south. Is that what you're telling me? Is that why you know seven churches have been burned across the south over the last week? Could, could you? That, could I? What? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's wrong. Look, because the other. Uh, like again where racism was created no racism is a it's not where it's created racism is a thing that exists and whatever racism. what what was created was a a system of of treating black people 
as objects, as property, as as machines. They weren't treated as humans. That's totally different than racism. Dude, it's racism beyond that. could be arguably have started at fucking Plymouth Rock. Of course. Oh, yeah. Like when we were shipping, them, uh, shipping black people over here as slaves. Yes. Yes, no doubt about it. The racial crimes that you so commonly hear about are, for the majority of the time, not committed in the South. They are committed in the North, in Ohio, in Maryland, in cities where the income gap is so large. I will say income you know, inequality is a huge uh, factor in all this. So why not associate the union with racism? Well, we do. The racism, it's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the symbol of the flag. The flag represents things that are not uh, acceptable in 2015. It's just how it is. Because of what people learned in school about the Civil War and about the 60s, there is no reason to associate the North with racism back then, just as there is no reason to associate the flag with racism today. The people that stand behind the Confederate flag today are hardworking Americans that want to hold on to their heritage and slow way of life so that we don't get caught up in the crime, prejudice, and hatred that is so evidently seen in the rest of the country right now. See, this guy has like kind of a skewed view of the fact that, like, the, what, the South is just this, like, uh, utopian bubble that exists in spite of the awful uh, northerners <laughs> and big city people? Like, yeah. I just, I just don't agree with you, man. It just doesn't make sense, and you're off base with that. No, and I don't... I, I hate to... I'm not. I'm not going to say anything mean. No, I, I'm not trying to be mean, I, but... I appreciate all of our listeners, but, um... But you really need to um, to go back and, and I don't I don't even want to say like reeducate yourself, but just do a little bit more. Research. Broaden your perspective. You have broaden, to broaden your perspective. perspective. And I don't know how old you are, you know, whatever. But um, but broaden your perspective and realize that racism was a problem all over the United States, not just in the South. And it's still and it still is. There's yeah, racism everywhere. Yeah. And, but to pretend the South is this utopian bubble that's uh that's gotten over it and everybody else is just blaming them for it still is a ridiculous concept. Of course. Of course. Uh he says let this is the last paragraph because I can understand how you think the flag is wrong that it stands for hatred because you most likely haven't truly been exposed to our Southern way of living. Most Americans haven't either. Yeah. I'm okay. Uh, Most Americans haven't either. And that is the problem. One of my favorite things about Southerners is their ability to say, quote, I'm going to keep my Confederate flag, my guns, and my slow way of living. Everyone else's opinion doesn't matter to me. Well, yeah, maybe that's the fucking problem. I, I, I do have a question. What does he mean by slow way of living? You know, like... They, like I, what, I, more laid back type Yeah, thing? laid yeah. back, you know, have a glass of tea, <laughs> whatever, just, just sit around. You know, I don't know. Like, not sit, that, but just uh, not No hustle and bustle. Not the fast-paced city life. Okay. Right. The slower country life. Um... If this were set in the north and in the urban areas, there would be no hatred. There would be none of this politically correct bullshit. There would be people that overcome their differences in color, income, beliefs, and background to help each other live a better, healthier life. When people are able to overcome differences, communities and lives are improved. That is the way of the south. That is what is represented by the red, white, and blue X printed on our flag. So before you think, quote, those racist rednecks just need to get rid of their flag so that they can better their lives and live more modern like us, think about why we still choose to live old-fashioned. Because we love our way of life. Thank you for reading this, and I hope it helps somehow thomas well thank you thomas uh i just don't agree with you man but i i do appreciate that you wrote in i appreciate you listening to the show obviously even if you don't really agree with what we're saying sometimes it is what it is i mean we can't really get into it but i just think that your perspective is needs to be broadened that's it's off base i don't think that i come across as being like the whole south is fucking that's not what we're saying no but i but i'm looking at it objectively and you go look that flag fucking represents a certain set of uh ideologies and and it is what it is and again um as I mentioned at the beginning, 
I'm fine with the Confederate flag, to be honest. I know that's an unpopular decision, uh, most recently because of the Charleston shooting. But I'm, uh, truth be told, I'm not against it. If you're from the South and you want to fly a Confederate flag, uh, I'm sorry, but I think you should be able to do that. I do too. You should be. I've never said anything there, contrary. There's to that. like. And and this idea that us Northerners have some issue with the South, I again I never lived in the South. I lived in Missouri, which is is Southern enough, but I've spent a lot of time in the South, Alabama, uh, Florida, uh, Georgia, all those places. I love it down there. I absolutely love it. Right. And and just this. He needs to get over this idea that, like, us, like, New York City people are these, like, hard-headed, like, fuck the South. You guys are just a bunch of rednecks, and you're wrong in every single way. Nobody thinks that. It's it's almost the opposite. It's it's them thinking more negatively oh, sure. towards us than we do of, towards of them. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. And, and let's not pretend that that doesn't stem back to exactly where this flag started right it stemmed from the civil war that's where this all started the idea that the south will rise that's what we call the episode the south will not rise again no it's over this is the united states of america get with the goddamn program that's that's it that's the that's the end of that argument okay so thank you again for the email i do appreciate it i'm sorry if you disagree with us but it is what it is and i hope you continue to listen to the show now, like I said, I had this audio clip from Jeff Sessions. We're like already pretty far in, so I'm not going to play it. But oh. it was just him essentially like defending the idea of uh, like heritage and things like that. It's fine. Like I mentioned real quick, and then we'll move on to the first topic. There have been seven church burnings across the South in a week. Six are under investigation by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, which uh, incidentally is what they were thinking about calling the Confederacy if they won. They're going <laughs> to rename this country. Uh, uh, is there a clapper? Uh no. Oh, wait, I got to get a clapper on there. That's okay. All right. Thank you, Joey. Samsonite. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> arson is, suspect, is ex- suspected in at least three of the the, uh, the church, church burnings. burnings. Only before. three? In at least three. This is very early. It's all a week. So, again, wh- if it's not a racist symbol, if there's no racism, if it's not about white supremacy, then why a week after this argument or whatever in a really like troubling time – is as a symbol of white supremacy burning black churches cropping up. Why why is that? Is it because maybe a nerve has been struck here? I'm just speculating. Let's see what happens. I want to throw that out there cuz that's it's ridiculous. Seven churches burned down in a week. It's like it's 20 it's 2015. We have computers that print objects and we're going to yeah. burn down church. Stop. Just stop it. It's it's crazy. All right. So the first topic I wanted to get into, the French justice minister. Okay. A French, uh, yeah, the French Justice Minister suggests asylum for Edward Snowden and Julian Assange after the U.S. spying is revealed by WikiLeaks. Ooh, uh, we talked about it last week. The United States spied on uh, the last three French presidents, their phone yes. calls, all this stuff. This uh, French Justice Minister, uh, where the hell's her name? Why don't I write it down? I don't know. Oh, Christiane Tubira yep. said uh, she quote would not be surprised if France offered them political asylum. Hmm. And uh, based on what I was reading, it says that the uh, you know her comments reflect kind of can he get that the general the general mood in France right now? Who Snowden? Well, it is in writing. How do you think I read it? What did she call me and tell me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let us think it. 
All right, that was for you. Uh, anyway, so I, I find that fascinating. I don't know. I don't know whether that's going to be something that actually happens, but I would love it if that's what happened because that would be a real, like, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself from France to the to the NSA and to the Obama. That would be amazing. The, and and good. That would be great if Snowden and Assange got to, like, live in, in France as opposed to being sequestered off. Assange has been in the Ecuadorian embassy in England for, like, years now. Yeah, what? Yeah, why? Yeah. Right. What is that like? Oh, it's horrible. And he has bad, like, asthma. So, like, to be, like, cooped up in a house that for five suck. years is terrible. What, what is he doing, though? Day to day. Internet Oh, well, stuff, he's I still, guess. I mean, he's, he's still just... running WikiLeaks, but he just can't, he has no life outside of that. People come to visit him, stuff like that, but, but, but he's just stuck there. This embassy, so it's, is it like a hotel? Well, I'm sure at this point they've kind he of set him up. For yeah, him, they, it is. Yeah, they've probably set up a, a good situation for him, but it's not ideal. He can't no, leave. He can't leave. So, like, when you say he can't leave, yeah, he can't like go out on the street. They're constantly watching the thing. They're, this is another aspect of this. In he England, can't leave the building. They have the police there, and the second he steps out of that building, he's getting, he's getting arrested. arrested. But they're spending millions of dollars a year watching the Ecuadorian embassy in case he leaves. So you got this game. Yeah, so he cannot leave, but I, I guess if France offered him asylum and Snowden, they'd figure out a way to get him out of there. But it's just a clusterfuck. And why? Because they're trying to extradite him to Sweden to face the que- questionable rape charges that he's never actually been charged with. It's yeah. Like this whole wh- fucking what was nonsense. the deal with the rape charges? We don't even need to really get into it. Basically he was sleeping with a chick in Sweden. Um, she claims that one morning he started having sex with her while she was asleep and she didn't want that, even though he'd been staying there for a month and sleeping in the same bed with her. It's like a fucking murky, but how often it's surprise sex. Literally. Does quote. your, let's not get, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. But does right. your girl get turned on when you, when you start it in the morning it just you know it just might be a coincidental thing that uh you Maybe. know this guy's wanted in connection with a lot of uh, documents that came out you know yeah. sweden and the united states have a good relationship sweden builds most of our tanks she stuff like that you might get a little payroll yeah who knows i got no comment so okay in any event yeah, whatever so it's all these murky circumstances whatever that'd be fascinating if france offered them asylum i would mm-hmm. love to see that because then they could really uh God, you know it'd be amazing no andy I feel his growing erection against my thigh. Sex. Okay. You can feel it from here. Yeah, Joey. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, NSA bulk uh, surveillance uh, phone records collection has begun again as of Monday. What? Hey. Just so they can end it in a more orderly fashion in five months. Oh. Why? Why bother? Well, said, Joey, because you gotta, you know, you gotta make you sure gotta that, finish strong. Yeah, you right? gotta, you gotta stop. We yes, we did stop it. We didn't feel comfortable with the way we stopped it, so we're just <laughs> so gonna we do it for five we're gonna start it up again and then finish it in five months. I don't know why you can do that in like two weeks. Oh. Ron Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon, says, "I see no reason for the executive branch to restart bulk collection, even for a few months. This illegal dragnet surveillance violated Americans' rights for 14 years without making our country any safer." Great point, Ron Wyden. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that. Okay, so. Next thing I wanted to get into, all right, we got some time here. I feel like I'm rushing, but we got time. We're a little far in, but I think it was uh, important to just finish off that Confederate flag thing. We got some time. We're in good shape. So the Supreme Court rulings came out this week, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously monumental for gay people. Go gays. Uh, 5-4 decision, the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage. The majority was Kennedy, Ginsburg, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan. The dissent, Roberts, Scalia, Alito, and Thomas, Right along. Uh, They're just names to me. Kennedy. Well, Kennedy was um, appointed by Reagan. Which so Kennedy? he's the split vote. Anthony Kennedy. Now, Anthony. all these guys and women, I'm assuming, 
Uh, well, there's uh, two women. Okay. Three women. Excuse Three me. women uh, up in the 70s and 80s, correct? Yes. They've all been there for... Well, no. Kagan and Sotomayor are younger. Uh, oh, okay. Alito. Not Alito. Uh, Roberts is younger. But Ginsburg, yes, yeah, certainly is up there. Because at one point I heard somewhere that maybe the next president gets to name three of them or something. Potentially. So that's... Yeah, but that's always what's... Uh, crucial about this and we're gonna get into that because yeah, i got okay. some reaction from the right wing that they're upset i have a great clip of ted cruz he's really upset about this whole thing and uh <laughs> he he has a suggestion that i think is just uh oh, simply uh simply silly we'll, we'll get into cruz, it you jealous douche he is a jealous douche uh we also you know before i get into any of that stuff well let, hey, hold on let me read justice antonin scalia's dissenting opinion on the uh, the gay marriage thing because okay. it's ridiculous All right. then i also want to get into an overlooked uh, case okay. um, this is scalia on the uh, gay marriage ruling. Until the courts put a stop to a public debate over same-sex marriage displayed American democracy at its best. <laughs> Individuals on both sides of the issue passionately but respectfully attempted to persuade their fellow citizens to accept their views. <sighs> Americans considered the arguments and put the questions to a vote. The electorate of 11 states, either directly or through their representatives, chose to expand their traditional definition of marriage. Many more decided not to. Win or lose, advocates for both sides continued pressing their cases, securing the knowledge that an electoral loss can be negated by a later electoral win. That is exactly how our system of government is supposed to work. Our system of Wait, government, what? yeah, our system of government. These are the things he's overlooking. Our system of government is not based on the fact that you can vote for or against somebody's right to do a certain to thing. do something. Yeah, just because point. people are gay doesn't mean they can't get married. That's a religious argument, and that's not how we we have freedom of religion in this country. Mm-hmm. Which that's. The it's heart of this you know what I mean? Hold on, wait. Let me just oh, make this point. Oh, Good. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that he's negating is that there was a ton of outside money, like 70, 80 millions of dollars spent from different church groups, different uh, folks on the family to, to, to put up Prop 8, which so you're talking, that's American democracy at its best where just moneyed interest can come in and muddy an argument. See, it's I ridiculous. get upset when I hear about that because to me, the church is there to help people and protect people and that well, they would ideally, rather spend money on trying to take away somebody else's rights than feeding somebody of course. is a goddamn crying shame. You're absolutely right, Joey. I totally agree with you. You had a gun. Um, I would be interested to see now, um, now that gay marriage is fully legalized, uh-huh. the uh, the divorce rate. Oh, yeah. That's you know what I mean? Tra- yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to see if, because uh, I think it's over 50%. If I'm, if yeah, I'm, or just about fifty for, or for just straight about marriage, fifty yeah. for straight marriages. I'm very interested to see uh, how gay marriages end up. Yeah, great point. You know I, mean, what I mean, it, like, because uh, it'll be years before we get like the real uh, date of on course. That, but yeah. but I think this is just my opinion. Yeah, 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 it'll be much lower. I think it would be, or it's going to be way higher, and they're going to be like, take it away from us. <laughs> we don't fucking want this. This is a big mistake. Uh, yeah. Sc- Scalia was right. Uh, he continues, and this is what this is interesting because we'll play the Ted Cruz clip because he's. It's funny what Scalia is railing against mm-hmm. is exactly what Cruz um, does in oh, this clip. So nice. We'll see that, and then we'll, we'll. Okay, so this is what he says. Take for example this court, and obviously I skipped ahead. It's like yeah. a six-page dissent. He goes, take for example this court, which consists of only nine men and women, all of them successful lawyers who studied at Harvard or Yale Law School. <laughs> Four of the nine are natives of New York City. Eight of them grew up in East and West Coast states. Only one hails from the vast expanse in between. Not a single Southwesterner, or even to tell the truth, a genuine Westerner. California doesn't count, he says. Not a single <laughs> evangelical Christian, a group that comprises about one quarter of a Americans, or even a Protestant of any denomination. So he's the body that he sits on. So he's on, saying that they truly don't represent anybody. Is what he's saying, right? The oh, bo- yes. 
That's a problem. In his dissent to this. Yes. But then in any other thing that he agrees with, he, I guess okay. he doesn't have a problem with that, that they don't represent everybody. All right, fine. Um, that's the dissent that Scalia wrote, which is silly. We're going to listen to the Cruz clip in a second. I did want to just say this. Mm-hmm. One other case that kind of got overshadowed uh, is that there was a 5-4 decision the Supreme Court ruled that the drug midazolam linked to a number of botched executions does not violate the Eighth Amendment, which is a cruel and unusual punishment. The majority in this case was Scalia, Roberts, Alito, and Thomas Kennedy joining them to make the uh, majority, and Ginsburg, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan were against that. Uh, so again... That got overlooked, but that's a, an issue in this country where we're botching executions. We're essentially torturing people to death. And we do know for sure that we're killing people that are innocent in some cases. So the death yeah. penalty still stands, and mm. now they can kind of have carte blanche to do what they want. Okay. Let me play this, uh, this Ted Cruz. He's being interviewed by Megyn Kelly, which is interesting. Because oh, even, even she is like, what are you talking about? But also note her tone, which is annoying where she talks to him like sort of like a child. Like, oh, really? Do you really think that, buddy? Well, sometimes you have to talk to Ted Cruz like that. Yeah, for sure. All right. So this is uh, Megyn Kelly interviewing Ted Cruz after the gay marriage and Obamacare decisions, by the way. Yeah, they oh, said Obamacare is legal still because of fucking of course it is. Uh, all right. So let's play this clip and uh, then we can move on to the next thing. Come on. Play quicker. Play, <laughs> play, play. Rather than the Constitution. Joining me now, Texas Senator and Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz. His book, A Time for Truth, hits <laughs> mm. doors today. Senator, good oh, to convenient. see you. Okay, so let's yes. start with that plan for the U.S. Supreme Court. I know you're unhappy with the decisions, but, yeah. but, Alexander Hamilton, the complete independence of the courts is peculiarly essential in a limited Constitution. Now you want to rewrite the Constitution in response to a couple of decisions you don't like? Well, Megan, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. And last week's decisions were the latest in a long line and sadly were the nadir of the Supreme Court. It was a majority of the justices on Thursday rewriting Obamacare, disregarding the law, forcing that failed law on millions of Americans, hurting millions of Americans. And then on Friday, the marriage decision was utterly con- contrary to the Constitution. There's <laughs> you, know, where the, you know where the Constitution says that only straight people can get married and, that, that, and that, the Bible. The, that the Christian religion is the one that we go by? You know that part of the Constitution. Wait, is that not in the Constitution? I don't think it's in the Constitution. Huh. I'm really confused. No. It's Simply not? making no. it, <laughs> it up. And as Justice Scalia powerfully said in dissent, that decision was an assault on our democracy. Mm -hmm. It was five unelected lawyers setting (laughs) themselves. Oh, Oh, wait. So, okay. So I thought that the court was supposed to be not political and blah, blah, blah. But it's weird that him and Scalia have exactly the same point of view on this thing. And these are Scalia's words as the rulers of all 320 million Americans. But but in response to a decision that you feel was was politically motivated by the justices who are in the majority, you want to make the court more political? You you want to make the court more political? Like, you silly? I do have a question. So annoying. Question. What shitstorm do you think would happen if the nine Supreme Court justices were elected? Well, that's what, what do you like, Karnak? He's about to talk about that. Just I let think, it go. Oh, just oh, let, just it let it go. go. Yeah, go. let him say it. Okay, and then we'll talk about it. Son of a she bitch, is Joey. Beautiful, by the way. She's all right. It's pure politics, and and you know the framers when they wrote the Constitution, they believed the check on judicial overreach. The framers wrote about judicial overreach quite a bit. They believed the check would be impeachment. 
Now here's the sad reality. Within a few decades, Thomas Jefferson said impeachment had become not even a scarecrow. That even 200 years ago, the Supreme Court wasn't afraid of it. Today, we have a United States Senate. We can't even muster 50 votes to defeat Loretta Lynch, an attorney general who tells us she's not going to follow the law or the Constitution. There's no universe in which there are 67 votes to remove Anthony Kennedy what do you from think? the Supreme Court. How would an electorate that twice elected Barack Obama create a court that you like better? Great, great, great question, Megyn Kelly. Than the one we have now. Well, let's let's be clear. What I'm talking about are judicial retention elections, which means you'd have the same appointment, the same Senate confirmation. But every eight years, the people would have an up or down vote with the option to remove a justice. What if the people bounced out Scalia and Alito and Thomas and we had a President Obama in the White House? Oh, I'm confused. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, uh, well, Megan, well, uh, uh, what are you confused about, Joey? Basically, what he's suggesting is that because of this thing that he doesn't like that yes. happened, these two cases, even though they ruled on like seven things and five of them went like pretty conservative, mm-hmm. uh, he's suggesting that every eight years the Uni- that the citizens of the United States, mm-hmm. along with voting for president, should be able to vote <laughs> yes or no to the and judges the to get them out, which is so contrary like it's so frustrating the 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 brainlessness of this these are the same people that are strict constitutionalists they love the founding fathers we did all this shit meanwhile now they want to undo what the founding fathers put in place they came up with this system now you want to undo it oh but we also if have to be strict them, yes. constitutionalists yeah. so like, if it, what are you saying idiot no it fits to his whole his whole deal yeah, agenda of his agenda but his agenda, his agenda. is so you, skewed yeah. and off base it makes no sense you lost that case it didn't go along with your stupid christian values Dude, f- tough shit fuck you ted cruz right like, Let, let's let ted cruz just wrap this up and then we'll uh we can move on because joey's excited to talk about another blowhard republican well yeah. i can tell you that 20 states have put in place judicial retention elections and they have worked the the people have used them sparingly but the alternative is who in their right mind would design a system where every major public policy issue of the day is decided not by the people, not by the Constitution, not by elected representatives, but by nine elite lawyers in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. The goddamn founding fathers that you worship. Mm-hmm. What the, the hell ones is up with his nose? By uh, the great way. question. Yes. Else notice that he looks like a Pinocchio nose. It looks like yeah. it's sticking out. It's got like a white, like he has round. Like a white w- yeah, it's growing. Like it's it's, yeah, it's he, growing he, with <laughs> his lies. Yeah, yeah, he's lying and his nose is growing. Yeah, it's very weird. If you guys are watching on the video, it's very, very strange. But you can look this up. You just look Megyn Kelly, Ted Cruz, uh, Supreme Court. Megyn Kelly. Um, she's a cute. She's cute. Who claims she's an independent, by the way? But uh, oh, I don't want to give out my phone number on the show. No, nah, you uh, should. Megyn <laughs> Kelly, uh, Find I'll, me. Ju- I'll try and get your email. Tweet at me. never limp. Justice That's Scalia right. observed in dissent. All nine of them, they either graduated from Harvard or Yale. The eight Thank of you? the nine are from the East Coast or the West. <laughs> my dad just texted me and said, lay off cruise or walk home. He's picking up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my dad probably says the same thing. Too, as you know, my pants. dad refers to my time up there as missionary work. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you know, I, I think the problem was that I didn't learn what they wanted me to learn there. I was a little th- too thick-headed to be indoctrinated when I was up there. Nah, shut the fuck up. Wait, so he's such a zero. Oh, this oh, guy whatever. went to Harvard. He's born in Canada. No. He, he, he clerked for some of the justices. 
justice. He worked for them, and now he's just going to pretend like the the Supreme Court is nonsense. He's some down. Where he's south trying to get guy. somewhere this year. Yeah, well, he, you know where he's he going to get traction. He's going to get quickly and stunningly into debt, and then never be president. So that's what's going to end up happening with Ted Cruz. Yep. All right. Fuck off. Let's move on from that. Uh, 2016 presidential campaign update. Update. Over- Joey. Sorry. Overweight New Jersey Governor Chris Christie <laughs> has just, <laughs> you can't see, you know, no. Yeah. Uh, he, he has joined the race. Um, uh, I have his announcement video, Joe. Do you just want to watch it? It's a minute. Do you yes. want to watch Chris Christie? All right. Well, then we'll get into it. I have some good poll numbers, some like and other polls. stuff we're going to get into, yeah. not related to Christie, but uh, this is Chris Christie announcing his presidential candidacy. And then, Joey, I'm going to give you the first word out of this, uh, out of this clip. Is tired of hand wringing and indecisiveness and weakness in the Oval Office. We need to have strength and decision making and authority back in the Oval Office. And that is why today I am proud to announce my candidacy for the Republican nomination for President of the United States of America. After seven years of a weak and feckless foreign policy run by Barack Obama, we better not turn it over to his second mate, Hillary Clinton. I am not looking to be the most popular guy who looks in your eyes every day and tries to figure out what you want to hear, say it, and then turn around and do something else. When I stand up on a stage... Yes, sir. What's up, Andrew? That kid is going to be the next uh, person who shoots up some type of building. Uh, uh, Andrew Genelosi is speculating that I believe Chris Christie's son <laughs> is going to be uh, the next Dylan Roof. Yes. Uh, all right, please oh, continue... Chris Christie. The mushroom cut gave it away. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Age like this in front of all of you, there is one thing you will know for sure. I mean what I say, and I say what I mean, and that's what America needs right now. If you give me the privilege to be your president, I will wake up every day, not only with my heart strong. I I gotta be honest, sir. When I heard it, I was like, "Don't do it." His heart is uh is worried. About uh, about the weight it's worried about. I don't think his doctor would agree with the cholesterol levels and everything that his heart will be strong every morning he wakes up. No, there's no way that's possible. I think he's his doctor is worried about just him waking up every morning. I agree with you. I agree with you. And my mind's sharp, but with my ears open and my arms open. To welcome the American people, no matter what party, no matter what race or creed or color, to make sure that you know that this is your country, too. We are going to go and win this election, and I love each and every one of you. Thank you very much. Is that kid not going to shoot a bunch of people? I don't know. Maybe if his daddy doesn't win the presidency, we'll see <laughs> no. what happens. Uh, Joey, thoughts about your uh, this guy? Yes. What do you got? You can look me in the eye anytime and lead this great country. You have such a captivating, sexy ass. That's Why would you say that right now? Uh, I don't know. Again, I mean, I'm not even going to argue with you about this anymore, but Chris Christie, I don't think is going to be president. He doesn't okay. resonate He's with the argue. South. No. He's a loudmouth unionite, you know? Not unionite. That's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. He doesn't support unions, but like he's a northerner. Yes. Like, I don't think he's got a fucking chance in hell of winning plus he's a dirtbag and an animal we know we know what he's done in new jersey can we go to the polls please yes joey we sure can let me tell you this yes 44 percent of people favor scott walker to 30 percent of people favoring chris christie in new jersey 
He doesn't even have the lead in New Jersey. He was up 50% uh, like three months ago. People started looking into Chris Christie now. Uh, so he's not even winning in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton yes. leads Chris Christie 53% to 30% in a hypothetical head-to-head mm. of voters in New Jersey. Now, I'm pretty sure when Chris Christie was doing his um, his pre-run, you know, uh, yeah, can- process, canvas design, process, yeah, yeah. whatever, I'm pretty sure somebody came to him and went, uh, you do realize you're not going to cover, um, you're not going to get your own state. And I think he knows that he's not going to carry new jersey oh he'd have to know that i he mean he has new jersey, to know that well that's so the that's thing. a non-issue it's a non-issue but he'd have to know that he's not he, he has to kind of have an idea this is the thing this is what's mm-hmm. crazy about people even that run for the presidency they're on a certain level they're all like these narcissists that want to like run the world he's not gonna win they like the odds of Chris Christie becoming president are so slim, yet he's still willing to take the money, go out, do all he's these speeches, give it run his family. Try. Yeah, but it's not possible. I mean, in, in the strictest terms, it's probably impossible. Do you feel he's going to get the nomination? That, that's no, what I it don't. comes down to. I think that Jeb Bush is going to get the nomination uh, because he's going to have a lot of money. He has name recognition. He has a lot of support. Well, and we're Christie's the, got a, a terrible history. He's okay. not a nice guy on top of that. Well, we're on the topic. Okay. And I would like to bring back my segment, Fuck Up of the Week. Well, what What about... Well, no, 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 no. no. Wait, wait, because well, wait. it's not about Christie, right? No. I'm going to tee you up, Joey. Don't okay, worry about it. Okay, tee me up. Okay. Right. Let's just keep going a little bit with this. I like where your head's at, but okay. just uh, hang, hang tight. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton raised a record... $45 million in, in the first fundraising quarter, yeah, April course. 12th to June 30th. 91% of those uh, of those dollars were of $100 or less, the donations, which is interesting. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's good. Uh, so I want to put that out there. That's a record. Hillary Clinton's going to have of it's a, a crazy amount of money, and that's probably going to lead her right to the Oval Office. Bernie Sanders. That's, an, that's insane to me, by the way. The amount of money that she's able to pull in? No, just that we are, we're going to have a woman president. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think it's I think it's almost a, a sure. I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I totally agree. And it's gonna be uh, wild. And again, uh, I'm sorry I missed that three pointer at the end of the game. Uh, the <laughs> just didn't go the way we wanted. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Bernie Sanders is eight points behind Hillary Clinton in a CNN WMUR poll, 43 to 35. Yeah, in New Hampshire, oh. uh, which is the second primary. It's Iowa then New Hampshire. If Bernie Sanders could get a win in either one of those. It'd be pretty incredible. He only ra- he raised fifteen million in a month. Where is he coming out of? Uh, Vermont. Vermont. He's Vermont. the independent senator from Vermont, uh, the great state of Vermont, the great state of Vermont. So great. Interesting. I think it's going to be good that Sanders is in this thing. He's going to push Hillary more to the left. Although yes, Hillary's come out blazing as a real liberal. Now whether she's gonna again, like whether that's just talk, which in a lot of cases it's going to be talk. Yeah, I feel it's a lot of talk. Because but she's she's talking a progressive message. I'll, yeah, I'll say but that. Vermont. Shout out Stamp Stampede. Yeah, hell yeah. Edward Edward Erickson, Stamp Stampede. Has uh, been amazing. Yeah, it's been great. The they keep couple tw- weeks. They tweet out the, the link. Yeah, They're very like, yeah, every We really appreciate week. it. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. Great interview. Yeah, he was a great interview. I really That was one of my favorite and, uh, episodes. And just a very polite, very cool guy to converse yep. with. Thank you so much for your continued support. And we will continue to support you. That's that. Definitely. Go to stampsdp.org. Check it out. Uh, Joe, go ahead. Yeah. Buy some stamps. Tom, good enough? 
No, no, God damn it! No, I thought no. you had something to say about the the, the Bernie oh, Sanders you, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a jump the I'm gun sorry. little nudge. Yeah, I'm the loose loose trigger. Anyway, uh, I feel every year it's it's more talk than it is anything because by the time oh, anybody yeah. gets in that office, it's like, what happened? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, of course. It's just mm. all right. Don't say it if you don't mean it. Well, that's Chris Christie says what he means. He damn right, he does. He Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. This is even better. You're talking about Chris Christie's going to be president. Okay. A CNN ORC poll of registered Republicans and independents mm-hmm. has Donald Trump, Donald Trump, yes. in second place behind yes, Jeb do. Bush. 17 for Jeb Bush, 12% for Donald Trump. Mike Huckabee is in third at 8%. How is Huckabee even in it? I, I, I haven't well, even heard he, he was running. Well, he is. I haven't seen anything suck this bad since <laughs> I heart Huckabees. <laughs> um, Family guy. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, anyway, so, that, so keep, put that in perspective. Jeb Bush in first place donald trump who fucking 100 is not going to be president of the united states no second. never when the hell was somebody uh, last said huckabee it's it's really. uh, he was on real time recently listen huh. i gotta i'm gonna <laughs> tee up in one second okay. on real time <laughs> <laughs> john uh no excuse me juan c hernandez who left a comment on soundcloud uh-huh. hey what's up buddy he got it is why because i said john yeah i know i was trying to erase his hispanic heritage but oh no. Well, a, good, a good point to bring back to uh, in, in the conversation episode where uh, Mr. Ali Muhammad was talking about his um, his wife was uh, applying for jobs and he told her use your maiden name yeah. instead of Muhammad. Oh, sure. And oh. when she was using Muhammad, she wouldn't get any callbacks. The second she used her maiden name, she start, She got like a job offer that day. It's because we're in the north. You know, it's yeah, the racism's it's not the dead. Yeah, oh, wait, isn't Ali from Dade County? Yeah, yeah right. he's Dade County. The, <laughs> he's, well, he's the cool man from the county of Dade. That's right. The coolest dude ever, by the way. <laughs> look, look him up, Mister uh, Mister Ma- What is it? Yeah, Mister Muhammad, Muhammad on Twitter, on Instagram. Instagram, all that yeah. stuff. Check, Check out in the conversation. Out. He's Great. the coolest guy ever. Uh, Juan Hernandez commented on our SoundCloud. He goes, "Can you talk about Donald Trump and his talk about calling immigrants, specifically uh, rapists, and later saying that if Black Lives don't matter, they should return to Africa?" Oh. Uh, thank you for the comment, by the way, Juan. I really appreciate it, man. And uh, you know, he also said we, he really enjoys the show. So thank you, oh, sir. Thank we you. appreciate it, Joey. This is your tee up yes, into. Thank you. The fuck up of the week. Hey! Which goes to Donald Trump. Yeah. So, as everybody knows, NBC Universal and Univision has fired Trump. Right. They are refusing to air the Miss Universe pageant, which he partially owns. Not only that, but because of his recent comments about our friends down south. (laughs) Right. Like way down south, way not, down south, not where they love the Confederate flag, where they love and uh, Alabama. No, Macy's announced that they're discontinuing his clothing line, which I didn't even know. Oh he boy, had. boy, Donald Trump really stepped in it there. I guess yes. that's why he's surging at the polls for the Republicans. Okay, you now, have a Donald Trump purse? No, I have a personal beef with uh, Macy's. Okay, there was another quote that Donald did have that is uh, being looked at. Okay. And the quote is as such. Well, who is doing the raping? Holy fuck. I saw this that. Is wrong. Who's doing the raping? Yeah, no, I know. Which is going to become easily like his Jared undoing. Jared posted that. Yes. Like a picture oh, of did, that did he? on Instagram. Yeah. So the original quote was, they're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists. He means the Mexicans. Yes. He said in his campaign speech. You know what else they're bringing, Joey? Mm-hmm. Chipotle. 
<laughs> which I love to eat. It's good food. No. Now, Q, <laughs> Q is a point that no one seems to be talking about, which could be a major issue. As an added bonus, Trump's luxury hotel chain right. apparently has a data breach. So think about all the money all those fine, upstanding citizens spent at his luxury hotel. hotel <laughs> excuse me. That could be out there. Luxury hotel. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to cut that audio. That is phenomenal. And I do have a quote from a Democrat strategist, Paul Begla. Paul uh, Begala. Paul Begala, thank you, on uh, Donald Trump's second place in the polls. Okay. I am a person of Wow, faith, Joe, you really came with it today. And the Donald's entry into the race can only be attributed to the fact that the good Lord is a Democrat with a sense of humor. <laughs> Paul Begala with his corny-ass comments. But that that is true. I mean, that is the point. That's why I brought it up. Like, yes. this guy's polling extremely well Number because two. he's calling Mexicans rapists. Like, do you understand? Like, that's that's what we're dealing with on that side. And Christie's, uh, whatever. He stands no chance because as much of a dick as Christie is, he's never going to say something like that. Well, do you understand that um, Mexico is is a shit show right now parts of to, it sure. to, to be fair it it is it's um well it's controlled it, in large parts the by wild drug wild cartels. Cartels. yes it's it's, it's, it's drug great. cartels killing uh 50 to 100 people at a time they're recovering mass graves of 75 people to yeah, 150 yeah, 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 yeah. it is it's it's insane down there but to think that the mexicans are the only ones bringing drugs in and killing oh. people in this country is the dumbest, and I repeat, dumbest idea you could ever possibly come up with. Well, of course, and he's not even, and again, he's not basic. Like, that's one thing to say that that's what's happening, that, the oh, the Mexicans cross the border and they're bringing drugs and they're causing crime. He's literally saying, like, Mexicans that come here are fucking rapists and they're terrible people to to Juan's question like what do I think about it I think he knows exactly what he's doing when he says stuff like that yes do I think he actually believes it no No. I think he is doing this to get I mean it's backfiring now because he's losing a lot of money and Uh he's getting fired from these jobs but essentially everything that Donald Trump does is to promote Donald Trump yes he's not gonna actually run for president because he'd have to reveal where he gets his money from which he's not gonna do he'd have to disclose all that he's not going to so I think so it's bullshit. Of course, it's all bullshit with okay. him. It's, but, it's, you know. But I just want to bring up one point, and I know this is just my perspective. Um, working in the restaurant industry for over 10 years, um, I've worked with, Mex- with Mexicans, uh, Salvadorians, uh, Puerto Ricans, a- every, every Spanish nationality. Yeah. They are the hardest working people, the warmest people. Yes. Warm, like, and I'm sure there's some bad ones. There's, well, like, there's, there's, there's bad, yeah, there's there's bad, bad in every everybody. Group. You can't generalize. There's bad everybody. Yeah, but but the the idea that that the it's, it's just like back in the in the eighteen or early late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, where it's like the blacks are raping our women. Of course, absolutely. Like, no, these people. They're so happy to be in the United States <laughs> right. and be out of their country. And these people who are fucking like I have great relationships still with the people I worked with at my last restaurant. They're dishwashers. They're 40. They're 55 years old. They have eight kids in Mexico. 
They are happy as clams because they're <laughs> able to have a job yeah. and to and to live in 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 a place where they don't have to worry about their their children and wives and themselves being kidnapped and murdered out of their own homes. Right. And and to have a job to make money. And I know it's a generalization, no, but, but in Mexico, it's not really right now. That place is out of control. Of course. And I just, I, I think th- that whole idea, it, it just really struck a chord with me because I have a very strong kinship with a lot of Spanish people just through working uh, uh, jobs for the past right. 10 years. And they are some of the most honest, hardest working people, non-drug addicted. Family like, oriented. Family nice. oriented, non-drug addicted like like just they're there for the money they're there right. to work their asses off make their money and, and send it back to their family for the right. most part sure like, no beautifully said and that's it i don't even have to add anything to that you're absolutely right it's but you're totally right and that's you know trump's just making it do have a cover. question now sure joey please how much is the fact that jeb's wife is mexican um it helps him i mean it he's been pretty him. good on those issues you yes. know what i mean uh Rubio is like his his boy, like mm-hmm. he's his mentor. Yeah. You know, Bush has. That's the interesting thing about Jeb Bush. He's mm-hmm. he's born in whatever Connecticut. They act like they're from Texas. He acts like he's Mexican. It's like so why they, he's he's got some. So uh, why isn't he polling better? Shouldn't he be way? He out hasn't front? said a word. Yeah, have you seen this guy cats, say anything? Man. All right, so it's too early. So it's, yeah, he's it's just being, he's being quiet. I Jeb sit Bush. down and just watch it. Just watch it. Yeah, when the debates happen, then we'll start to see what the okay. real is. But Jeb's going to have the money, and he's got the support, and he's going to be all right. So, all right. G- great. I'm glad you said that about uh, in response to Trump. Um, we're about an hour and 10 minutes in. All right, we got maybe 15 minutes. So let, let me just get to this thing real mm-hmm. quick, and then whatever. If we get to some other topics or whatever, we can just uh, kind of ease our way out of this thing. This is an interesting one. Michael A. Woods Jr. Nice job, by the way, Joey, with the fuck up. Oh, thank you. That was perfect. It worked out perfectly. Yeah, it was. Uh, Michael A. Woods Jr. is a retired Baltimore police officer, tweeted all the awful things he saw on the job, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is great. I have some of those. Yeah, I have some of those. And then I'm also going to um, remember we talked about the Guardians, uh, the Counted thing where they're tracking how many people get killed by police we have an update on that uh so but let me because i figured it all kind of ties in let me read some of these tweets because they're fascinating this is a guy and again there's an a a much longer interview with him Uh it's like hours long where he gets into detail about these things but obviously we can't play the whole thing these are some of his tweets these are a selection of his tweets as a vice article he goes Michael A. Woods Jr. He goes, so here we go. I'm going to start tweeting the things I've seen and participated in in policing that is corrupt, intentional or not. A detective slapping a completely innocent female in the face for bumping into him coming out of a corner chicken store. Punting a handcuffed face down suspect in the face after a foot chase. Shouldn't have been My handcuffs, not my boot or suspect. Closed circuit TV cameras turning off as soon as a suspect is close to caught. This one's crazy, and this just shows you the mindset. Pissing and shitting inside suspects' homes during raids on their beds and clothes. Why the fuck would you do that? Because you're an animal, and you don't have respect for the people that you're supposedly trying to protect. Jacking up and illegally searching thousands of people with no legal justification. Well, that's that's a huge thing. Of course. Summonsing officers who weren't there so they could collect the overtime. Oh. Targeting 16 to 24-year-old black males essentially because we arrest them more, perpetrating the cycle of arresting them more. Right. Which is sort of what we were talking about with the whole, like, uh, when they patrol 
bad neighborhoods yes. and they're doing uh forget what it's called but they go through the building stop and search stop well stop and frisk but it was like stop for and the, frisk. um anyway i can't remember what it's called but right but same same yeah. idea uh let these things happen and happened now how do we fix it we need police let's figure out how to do it right the starting line is marked empathy which i love that this guy came out and said that um it's important that because we always talk about the good cops need to be the ones that come out and and say something well, he's saying something. This is this is an important step, I think. Yeah, because you have the famous uh, saying, evil wins when the good man does nothing. Oh, wow. Do you want to hear a funny story? It's not funny at all, but a story about Baltimore, about stop and frisk. Sure, and then we're going to get into the uh, the stats on the uh, counter. Yeah, but no, 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 go for it. Um, we were down there for a music festival, and we were walking back to our hotel. It was me, uh, two of my cousins, uh, and two of our friends, one of them being black, uh, the one, and he had like dreads and everything. Uh, he was kind of, he was just like walking behind us. We were walking in a line. He was behind us. Cops came up, basically just grabbed him up out of all of us, threw him up against the wall, and he didn't have shit on him. Meanwhile, like we have weed. And I'll admit this now, because statute of limitations gone. We have, what it is, we yeah. have weed fucking acid. Yeah, we right. were at a music festival. We had everything on us. They grabbed him, basically threw him against the concrete wall. We're oh. five steps away from our hotel, like a nice hotel, right? Yeah. Like a W in Baltimore. Oh yeah, but the Inner Harbor. And, but yeah, yeah. but the, in the Inner Harbor, beautiful. But they grab the- him. Throw him up against the wall. Act like act like none of us were even there. Right. And we all turn around and we're like, what the fuck is this? And they basically give us that move the fuck along or else you're gonna get lined up too. Right. And we and we were all like, No, we can't do that. Like we're gonna Yeah, we're not gonna we, leave our friend. We there, can't right. like leave and this was like five years ago before like we knew about all these like cause for all we know if we left they could have fucking killed us. So, like, we were like, no, we're not going to leave. We're going to watch this. My uh, my cousin's uh, girlfriend pulls out her phone at, at his wife now, pulls out her phone, starts to tape it. Cop comes up, fucking just hucks her phone. <laughs> oh, which you're not allowed. Yeah, you're allowed to film that. Yeah, you're absolutely allowed to film it because we were worried about our friend's safety, the fact that he could have been fucking murdered. Right. And 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 then they don't find anything on him. They're like they're pulling his dreads up and shit and like nodding him and they had him cuffed before he even like like basically they grabbed him, threw him up against the wall, cuffed him. No, no reason for right. any of it except him being black. Well, and let's look at it from this other perspective. We saw it recently with the uh, the, the pool party incident, where the white kids filming it, not a word's being said to him. All the black people are being arrested. They're watching their their friend get a knee in the back. They're trying to do something to help. They're getting yelled at. They're getting arrested. You're white. You're watching this. They didn't fucking arrest you. They didn't grab you. They just go, no, step away. If you're a black dude and you're trying to wa- help your friend oh, who's yeah. also black, who yeah. knows where that situation ends up going? No, and that's the thing. no like, I would have gotten my ass beat. Sure. And they were and they were threatening to beat my, my cousin's girlfriend, the, right. a woman. They yeah. were threatening to beat for, for filming it. 
Well, there you go. And that's why it's important when a guy like Michael A. Woods Jr. comes out and says that these are things that are real. How insane is that? It's, well, it's, it is insane, but it's also like, yeah, I, I believe you 100%. No, I see that's happen. what happened, yeah. Um, the Guardians of the Counted series, where they're trying to track the number of people that are killed by police uh, this year, it's up to 547 people killed by police oh. as June ended. We're on pace now for 1,100 deaths this year. It was 1,000 at the end of last now, month. Uh, I do have a question about that. Please, Joe. Not in any way can you justify a death of a human being. No, you being. can. You certainly could. But, uh, but are they saying yeah, that's, uh, that all 500 of them are not justful or... Well, justified justified well again they're just saying that that's the number they're not you can go probably look into the specific so, cases but they're just trying to get a number of people all oh, right that's the because number. Okay, okay one thing that i do want to establish is um and there's a very a very good video about about this i don't know if you've seen it um there's a video where it's taken from two angles it's um there's two cops it's a guy running around a corner one cop comes up to him and is facing him, and he starts to put his hands up. Okay. And the and um and then he goes to put his hands behind his back, and a cop from behind. Oh, he sh- thinks he's reaching he, for a gun. No, a cop from oh. behind shoots him, oh. and he is in fact reaching for a gun. And it's made if you only saw it oh, from the front angle, you would just see the cop in front of him shooting him. Right. But the cop behind him yells, "Gun!" And and the cop in front shoots him. But if you only saw it from one angle, you, you would, would just know. be like, "That's just a, another murder." Right. But and I'm not oh, defending no, no, police. Right. But right. but in some situations, that guy was reaching for a gun. Sure, but you better be right. That's the thing. And here's the here's the other stat. Exactly. You better be right mm-hmm. about it because of the 547 people killed, 119 of them are unarmed. That's 21. percent So. Oh, you've made a mistake there. Now it's one in five people. You fucked up. Well, uh, and there's been those situations of people having a fucking deli sandwich in their pocket or something. Or like, well, well, why would you be reaching for your goddamn deli sandwich? No, but you, you just don't know have what your you're hands doing. Yeah. In your pocket. yeah, I guess you're afraid. Yeah. Listen to this. Of the twenty, so twenty-one percent generally don't have any are unarmed. Okay. Of that twenty-one percent. Of those 119 people, mm-hmm. 31% of them are black, unarmed. Only 16% of them are white, getting killed unarmed. So now, okay, that gives you an idea. So it's a much higher percentage. It's twice as much are getting killed. So everybody's Hispanic black. then is what the what the other figure would mean then? Um, oh, yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Well, in any event, okay. Black Americans, this is from 538.com, black Americans are killed at 12 times the rate of people in other developed countries. Yeah, of course. Okay. Let's continue with this. 547 people killed by police as June ended. 49% were white. They, we make up 62% of the population. 28% were black, but they only make up 13% of the population. <laughs> 15% of the people killed were Hispanic or Latino, and they make up 17% of the population. So they're actually, uh, you know, that's sort of like... Was Mexican Kermit the Frog one of them? I don't know, mate. I'm, <laughs> uh, Brian Wilson, what's up, dude? Uh, 478 people were shot. 31 people were tasered to death. 16 were hit by a police vehicle. And then 19 people, yeah. like, including like hit Freddie Gray, died after altercations in police custody. How many died in police custody? 19. After Whoa. altercations or in police custody. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty high. Well, and the biggest thing is... How many are unaccounted for? Oh, God. 
Well, that right, and still they're and trying to do this. Growing up, and just one more thing I want to say, and I might have brought this up before. Uh, in Missouri, my best friend, his father was a chief of police for uh, for another town, but he explained to us that um, that while we don't live in the South, we do live in like a Midwest region, and um, and if you mouth off to police and you're a loud mouth. And uh, God forbid you do something like spit in their face. <laughs> they're not taking you to jail, right? Oh yeah, they're, they're taking you. They're taking you to a field somewhere, and they're at least kicking the shit out of oh, you, sure. if not just killing you and having. And believe me, there's a way to get rid of a body if oh, you're a police. Of officer. course, yeah. And there's and there's an easy way to erase that you were ever arrested, that <laughs> you were ever anything. Right. So that's the scary part is those numbers are frightening enough. Right. What else But don't you God know knows what else happened. Of course. Uh totally. Now, all right, so we're we pretty gotta, we Yeah, we can, we're going to wrap it up. Um I have I just wanted to say this. There, yeah. th- this is it, and then we'll, we'll we'll wrap up the show because the two things at the end we can just push the next week. That's fine. Okay. Um, Bill Cosby's attorney George Gowan uh-huh. filed a motion to seal court records from Andrea Constance 2005 case against him for drugging and raping her, which they did end up settling. Uh, but he wants yeah, to yeah. seal the seal the documents because he says Cosby's embarrassment at the release of the discovery motions, de- uh, deposition excerpts about sex, money, health, and marriage would be severe. He also argued that Cosby is not a public official and the information would not benefit public health or safety. So there was quote no public interest in releasing the documents. What's in those documents? Well, I'm confused. anonymous. Please well, get on this. Wait, wait. I- I'm confused. Sex, sex. If we go back to this is what 2005. Yeah. And you set it out of court. Wouldn't you make it sure that the 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 case itself and all the files were indeed closed at that point? In well, sealed and closed are two different things. The case is closed, but sealed. Somebody could probably have through well, a freedom. Well, of wouldn't you want it sealed back in two thousand five when it happened? I would. Yeah, if, but he if didn't I was, think yeah. it was going to get out at that yeah. point. Now people, there's like he a thought interest. it was untouchable. Yeah, yeah, but shouldn't you do that automatically? You I just, guess, Joey. I don't know, but he did. So. None of us have ever raped anybody, Holy so fuck, or been serial wrong. rapists. So no, of course we don't know. I pressed the wrong one. How? Why? I don't know, Joey. You got to ask. Cosby, I have no idea. Yeah, uh, but anyway. Let's so, do, by the way, Bill Cosby, uh, if you want to come on the show, oh, I'd love to talk to you. Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Will you I can have, have some Jello publicist you. here and uh, and all this and that? But uh, we do have to wrap because we yeah. have uh, invasion of privacy coming in. Yes, sir. And uh, I think this was a fun show. Yeah, yes, I, I I enjoyed it. I think we got through uh, a lot of stuff. I, I you know I like to listen to it later to like really see how it went. Andrew, go ahead. Oh, just real quick. Um, who? Wh- what was the fellow's name who sent in uh, the gun? It was Joey. Joey, um, please just uh, either email us back or comment uh, what part of Missouri you're from. I'm just interested yeah, to just see interested. if we live near each other. And also, uh, Joseph Pierce. Who's yeah, a yeah. big supporter of underscore us. Joe underscore Pierce underscore? Yeah, you gotta ch- <laughs> you gotta change. You gotta it, fix buddy. that. He, uh, <laughs> your phone machine's messed up. Buddy. <laughs> no, um, he uh, he expressed interest in buying my uh, Les Paul. I'm selling two guitars. I'm selling my BC Rich, which you suggested just writing a sad song on, right? Which mm. I did, 
and but now I'm selling it, and I'm selling the Les Paul. Uh, he asked if I would ship it to Georgia. Apparently, that's where he's from. Uh, I texted him back today saying I absolutely would. So just know, Joseph, uh, just get back to me. But that's uh, that's 100% yours if you want it. Oh, great. And I will make sure it gets there in one piece in perfect condition that it's in. So just get back to me and uh, we'll we'll get that all squared away. Wonderful. Um, listen, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Um, Enjoy your July 4th weekend. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's a holiday. Really nice. yeah. yeah. I love July 4th. You get to barbecue. You don't have to give gifts. You just get to hang out and have some fun. It's uh, I love it. What's everybody doing? Uh, I haven't really decided yet, but I know I'm going to watch some fireworks and eat some hot dogs like a real American. You want to come to Connecticut? Maybe. I don't know. From Dude, Connecticut? That w- that's, I don't know. So far, so far away. I know. Well, <laughs> just because that's... We do a big celebration. Oh, well, maybe, well, maybe this... Maybe but I thought, I thought that'd be cool. That might be cool. Uh, Joey, what are you doing for July 4th? I am occupied that day with, okay. wow. with work. Right. My day job, I guess. All right. Uh, weird. Okay. <laughs> Let's bring the energy back up. Uh, Andy, do you have a song to end this program with? Uh, yeah. I've been on a, uh, a little bit of a Talking Heads and a David Byrne kick lately. Okay. So um, uh, we're going to do Psycho Killer. Okay. No, we did Psycho Killer already. We have done we Psycho have done Killer. It, yeah. Oh. Have we done Jason Isbell outfit? No. We haven't. Nope. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm fair. I'm almost 100% yes. positive. Yeah. It's it's so hard to remember. No, I know. We were up to 38 episodes now, yeah. Okay, so do you want to do I'm going to give up three options. Do you want to do Jason Isbell outfit cuz he's from Alabama. Okay. Do you okay. want to do Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama mm-hmm. or do you want to do Freebird? Freebird. Joey goes for Freebird free bird every time. Have we done Freebird? No, no. We haven't. Let's right? do Freebird. You want to do Freebird? Yeah, let's do Freebird. Sure. Yeah. But which one? Uh, well, we're we're going to do Freebird live at the Oakland Coliseum. Okay. Because right. that was their last show before the crash. Beautiful. Oh, it nice. makes perfect sense. All right. So we're going to end with a uh, live version of Freebird. Beautiful. Uh, guys, if you want to make a comment on anything we've talked about, you will be answered promptly. If you go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson, you can listen to this episode, all the other episodes, leave a comment. It'd be great. Yep. Uh, like I said, you can go to dailymotion.com slash stand up New York labs. You can check out full versions of this, uh, this program, all the other programs we do. You can also type in labs live and you can watch the show live every Thursday at four o'clock is when we record it. Uh, you can also go on Twitter and get in touch with me. I'm at Mansamp. Uh, the guy to my right is Joey from Josie with a Z. Perfect. Across from me is a underscore Lozy L O Z Z I. Wonderful. You can also uh, email us like Joey or Thomas at mandatorysampson at gmail.com. I always respond. And good possibility if you write a decent email, I'm going to read it on the show. So it really works nice. out. And uh, I'll give out my personal email. It's uh, a.gentilozy2 at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, uh, suggestions, songs, whatever you want. Just get oh, great. It. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, you um, can maybe suggest a song. And again, A-Lozy across uh, all platforms. Uh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, you can find me on everything, man, Samp. I mean, I don't really use a lot of the other stuff. I was Twitter, gonna, I'm on. I but, was going to yeah. say, I use Instagram and Twitter, but that's it. All right. Uh, very good. So thank you again for listening, everybody. Enjoy the holiday weekend, and we're going to talk to you all next week. No, we out.